0: Hi, I'm Buddy. And I'm Dude. And I'm Rodney. (coughs) Excuse me. And I'm Rodney, the creator, artist, and writer. And welcome to the world of Pitter-Patter. Scribbling the adventures of these two sometimes lovable cats, I'm very excited to not only be offering issue one, but issue two as well. That's right. The first two issues of Pitter-Patter are available through our Kickstarter for your enjoyment. The books center around our two harebrained cats, Buddy and Dude, cats from different sides of the tracks and how they traverse the choppy waters that are their lives around the house, yard, and other dark and dangerous places beyond the door. But wait, that's not all. If you act now, you can get your grubby little paws and all of the shiny, pretty things we have to offer. The goods are plenty, pins, variant covers, stickers, trading cards, and more. Simply scroll down below and check out all the rewards, add-ons, and stretch goals. If you have a cat, love a cat, know a cat, or even hate cats. These books are going to be right up your alley. So come on, follow along and enjoy the ride. And thank you all for checking out the world of Pitter-Patter and for supporting our Kickstarter. For Buddy and Dude, this is Rodney Fike saying, so long everybody.
1: Yeah. I, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds, sit no sir Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, young and avenge these nerds. Uh.
2: And dirty on a Tuesday? You know what time it is. It's Doubleheader Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Sebastian.
3: It's your boy Law. Are we doing it in the beginning now? What so, is I, I that? So. And, and your boy
4: Toad from across the hall.
2: It just, <laughs> I'm just doing you guys off. I'm just doing you guys off. You, well, anyway, you are. Hot, hot, well, every time that song plays, again, check out Lucide. The album is the agenda. Keep giving him the love and the support because that is still, again, that beat is just so fire when he dropped. Um, so let's get through the answers because we have a great, again, we have some great guests in the back, which we're going to bring out. Um, if you guys were here with us hour one, you got to meet some of them. But again, we're gonna bring them out again. First yeah, announcement. Yes, that wasn't yeah, here the the first
4: hour. So, like, you know,
2: it's gonna be another, another first. So we're bringing you guys first Tuesdays. Ah, that's what we will call it. So first off. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Twitch, give us that support. We thank everyone who is already supporting us, showing us some love, doing everything and all that. Um, we did some fun photo shoots that we posted on Instagram, TikTok, follow us there. A um, lot of announcements that we do on there. So please give us the love, support. We thank everyone who is already subscribed and supporting us and all that. So again, love to all you guys out there, guys and gals uh podcast announcements yes i will be on representing the nerds around and beyond um tiles by law sebastian bonet everything that's there that's under the sun this sunday at 1 p.m eastern time at comics cast i will be a guest there i um, drawing with the great jerome matos um we're gonna be talking um our fun subjects comics and you're gonna be seeing me draw um jerome's probably gonna be drawing better than me i don't know i i suck as an artist but it happens <laughs>
4: this, this fucking guy yeah for real
3: <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. a virtual show, 28th, 29th. Free admissions, free general admissions for everyone to attend. It is a virtual show, free for artists to participate. There are VIP packages and there are also um exhibitor upgrade booths that you can get a 10 percent discount on with the get nerdy with It" code just enter that in at inbeyondcon.com um again the vip passes and what we have uh, for exhibitors this year is pretty awesome um but again it's free for everyone to attend um everyone that is on the panel today you will get to see them again at inbeyondcon always talking about their crap because these are amazing guests that we have in the back um which again just gotta get through the announcements and we're gonna bring them out for you guys to save the dates. The next dates we breathe. want to
3: see remember you can breathe through
2: announcements.
4: Breathe,
3: <laughs>
2: breathe. <laughs> you it's, like, you know, oxygen.
4: <laughs> it's your <laughs> friend, system. oxygen. Use it.
3: No, I'm I'm burning
2: the, the, the you know the chips because I just ate them. Anyway, geeks out Staten Island, September fourth. That will be the live show. Nerds will be there live hosting a podcast panel in Staten Island. This will be the first live show that we will be at. Um, And again, talking to everybody about starting a podcast. They are also doing a virtual show September 5th for those who cannot attend. And for those, you know, because again, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. We're still dealing with, you know, the fallout of COVID. So again, they are doing a show live and a show virtual. Um, So September 4th, September 5th, save those dates for Ghost Icon. Finally, finally, Shout out to Mike Lopez, the Incredicon family. Credicon is happening in Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall, August, I mean, October 23rd and 24th. You can also check him out on a credit chat over there on his channel. Um, he's interviewed some great people. He's going to have some great guests at his show. That is all October 23rd, 24th. So yeah, guess what? If you couldn't get your Comic-Con tickets for October, take that money and spend it on Incredicon. Because it doesn't happen in the same month. Support that show. Again, Mike Lopez is an awesome dude. We did a creative series interview with him. Also, go back. Check it out. Um, so, first up. So, we're going to bring in our guests. All right. You guys ready? You guys ready? Why are you
4: shimmying? I, I feel shimmy. like I always have questions for c uh, like, you, before, like... before you. before There you go. I hey, what's okay. hey, up? Hey, 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 what's up?
2: So, before that. So, we're going to bring out. That's the one thing, you know. Oh, I'm, not, like, I'm never going to forget about our less. So, anyway, we're going to bring our guests. They were with us in hour one. They're coming back in hour two. We beat them in, um, you know, livers against. We
4: beat them in a game.
2: Questions, Questions against, against livers. livers. There we go. We're going to coin that. You're a brainchild. Coin it. you
4: got to get the damn name right. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: first up, we're going to bring out Sean Rook Acevedo.
4: What are you eating, and, Chef
3: 4-O-D? What the fuck's going on over there?
4: And, and, and my Chef
3: 4 <laughs> i I'm mad he's not sharing, Chef 4-O-D. <laughs> you stingy bastard.
0: What the hell, and, man? And we're
3: also bringing out the Brooklyn Black Panther himself, Charlie Wailio-Williams. It's Hood Hoodpantana.
2: What's up?
5: God.
3: Oh my god. Welcome back, you he he came back to
4: the He came back to the ring to lose again. Thank you for having (laughs) thank you for having Black
1: Magic back on. Ooh.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we love you, bye -bye, black magic.
1: Anyway, (laughs) this is this is a home brewed pasta and meat,
2: okay? All right. We we know your roommate cooked. She she is the best, she is awesome. His roommate kicks ass and Sean. Okay. There we go. But again, check out Sketchfed. Their links are there in the bottom. Next up on the list, he was in uh, our one. We did a great, great, awesome creator series with him, which we're going to release down the line. You guys keep your eyes out for that. That's why you follow the Instagram and the TikTok because when we announced when this, um, because we had a great sit down with him in this creator series, got to know him a little more. He hung out with us talking about Black Widow earlier on. You've seen his animations for Sketchbrew. You've seen him work on Game Grumps. Want to give it up for the one, the only awesome VT.
6: Don't call the comeback. Hey.
3: The hey. <laughs> what an Some intro. intro
6: folks. I like that. I, like it, I, I mean, like I can't beat Chef War and Luchador mask, but hey. hey.
2: <laughs> listen, you are the, listen, we're gonna give you the original. the animator has walked into the building. There you go. Hey. Hey.
6: Okay, okay.
2: Next. Our guest album, is going to be his first time on our show. You saw him at NBR, and the great thing is you're going to see him at NBRCon again this year with everyone else who was on this panel. He um, did an amazing um, voice actor panel. There was a lot of nuggets. Out you can actually go back and see it. You've seen him work on awesome shows on MLA Entertainment. You may have heard his voice in Funimation and one of your favorite animations. You've definitely heard his voice on ATT and definitely in Papa John's. We is the one, the only, the awesome Tom Aglio. Tom, what is up?
7: Yo, what's up, guys?
2: Welcome. Thanks for having me. What's,
7: what's up, Tom? What's up? Nice. What's
6: going
2: on? So um, I to want to show thanks. Welcome to the Madhouse.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I like, excited to be oh, here. Oh, So um this first one because I'm I'm going to leave this as a free for all right now with this one because this episode was kind of chocked full of easter eggs. And Tom, since this is your first time on the show, we're going to leave it with you. Um how did you feel about and how many easter eggs did you spot in this episode
7: of Loki? Dude I am like the least observant person in the world. I can guarantee you that like everything just went right over my head. I could talk about Easter eggs that I went back and saw in previous episodes. Um, pass, pass on me. And I'll come back to me. I'm sure <laughs> you guys will jog my memory.
6: <laughs> BT. Okay. So it's funny enough. Like I, w- I was watching like this. Um, I-, I watched some guys uh, review uh, this episode and I noticed stuff that I never picked up on the first time around. Um, the biggest one <laughs> was the, uh, the Thanos cover yes. in the background. Mm, yep. I did not okay. notice that. And then when yep. I did my research, I was just like, this is the most ridiculous but lovable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, that was the biggest one for me. Um, was there anything else? I know there was. I saw... There was so there many.
4: are so many. I uh I like I, Thor's I, hammer. Yeah. I did see that.
6: I did see that. Um outside of that, I think I'm just as cool as the song on like what was in this episode. But there was there was a lot of fun stuff to look at. But the Dann's copter got me. Yeah, that, me that, that so stands many. out. Yep.
7: I remember that. Uh, it was like, Thanos,
2: Copter, hmm. Oh, man, they're really giving <laughs> it to the fans. I was like, that's it. So we're going to bring in the tag team, the dynamic duel. So the Batman, which is Charlie Williams, and the Robin, and Sean, um, you guys, uh, what, how many Easter eggs did you guys see?
5: Uh, I- I'll go before he starts spoiling everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the yellow jacket, uh, the piece of the yellow jacket gear, uh, the throg, which was my favorite by all. And I would love to see a throg movie.
3: Correction, it was Frog, Rakeel
5: Rakeel. Rakeel.
3: <laughs> so, there's a distinction. There is Throg, who is a different character, uh who uh touched a piece of Mjolnir became uh, uh was bestowed with the powers of Thor, and then there is Frog Thor. Is
4: so two this makes this yes, story. yes. Apparently <laughs> the, the apparently the internet is ablaze about who it is. No, 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 no. So uh... in, the, in the jar, they confirm that it's actually Frog Thor,
3: but in the comics, uh, Thor became a frog, met this other
5: frog, and that is the Thor that everyone keeps saying. Throg, I'm, Throg. I'm going is... to hold. I'm going to hold to my fan. Uh, is this what's called gatekeeping at this point? I'm going to hold no, to the idea that I, this just is to throg. Sure. I, I just want to make
4: sure. I thought it was Throg too. Look, I'm going to tell you straight up. I thought it was Throg too, and then in our notes, I see I see some shit in Google Doc starts typing next to my my thing. It says Throg is a different character. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So... <laughs> Listen,
3: you. Learned from... well, I learned today. No, it's that, all... that was a
4: different character. So I
3: wanted no. to impart report... <laughs> no knowledge. you know what
4: i like aurelis's the cookie version of thor i'm here for that, <laughs> right, I'm here. With that.
1: go ahead uh, go ahead Charles. and then the uh, uh, last i'll travel. say the
5: the i forget the name of the ship but the ship from um uh guardian of the galaxy
4: oh that's a ronin ship yeah
2: the dark aster hmm Again, it, it, this episode was just chock full of Easter eggs. It was a love letter to comic book fans, but um I want to go back and well, yeah, I mean you you, you guys already there. I mean Tony Law, do you want to add on to it, Sean with the Easter eggs or the, sure other, Easter
1: egg, the other Easter egg I would probably add is President Loki. So, oh, yeah.
4: so yeah. we got so so we got that. You've got um one of the bigger ones is the Kang or Kwang Enterprise Tower that you see in the yes. background. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the helicarrier, and we cannot forget the Living Tribunal yep. head. Yep, um, the statue.
1: The statue of the Living Tribunal. Yeah, head.
4: and then there's some other Easter eggs but we can talk about those later because that's like more urban legendy type of stuff. So we'll go to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find what's funny is that the Thanos copter now has two Easter eggs <laughs> in the MCU because. Yeah. The double-bladed sword for Thanos that he used in Endgame is a, an homage to the Thanos yep. copter, yep. and now we got the actual Thanos copter. In yep. the MCU. Yep. Oh, so, uh, yeah, So, yeah. Tony, you didn't do this. Oh, you're right. I didn't because George isn't here, and it's like it's nerds after ten thirty. So, anyway, anyway, thing, anyway. So, tonight we were talking episode five of Loki: Journey into Mystery. There are Easter eggs abound that we already talked about, but who cares? The Infinity Stone theory still lives on. We have one more episode to keep it true. Anyway, Tony Stark has died, and let's get to it.
2: So I want to ask you guys, which I'm glad you did that, Tone, because let's, that was the next thing it was to lead into, was how do you guys feel that each episode... Because there's an infinity stone theory that's going on with one, the color play with each episode, and two, how um, each episode has something to do with an infinity stone. So, what do your guys um feel on that theory? Well, I'll explain the theory because you you explain it better. What the, how the What the theory okay. is?
3: So each each episode has uh, thus far represented. Uh, a um, an Infinity Stone. So if we start from the first episode, the first episode was the Soul Stone, all the colors reflect, the color palette reflects the Soul Stone, and then we have him passing through and he goes, this check. This is just checking if you have a soul or not. If you don't, you'll get blast away or whatever they, whatever you said to him. Um, as you go on, we'll see, you know, we see, um, I believe the next episode after that was reality um, and then we have um, the episode Episode after that was Power Stone. Yep. Uh, then we the had stone. the Mind Stone. Now we have the Time Stone, which leads us to the last stone, boys and girls.
4: Space. There we go. Which so- makes sense because some there are some pictures from the mid season trailer. I didn't get to watch it, but I've seen some of the TikToks where like the areas look very blue and there's a lot of blue hues to it mm-hmm. and like those really navy colors. So, uh, it may hold true. I don't know if it was authentic, but it's gonna. It may hold true.
2: <laughs> um, So VT, what do you think about that theory?
6: I actually never heard this theory, but now thinking about the episodes, it does make a lot yep. of sense, especially mm-hmm. the first episode because I remember there was a lot of yellow in that episode. So, mm-hmm. wow. Okay, I can't comment too much about it because I'm like I'm just hearing it, but.
3: Yes, it's all. It's also like not just the palettes; it's how they portray whatever that time stone or that stone is. So Mm we see uh, when they're on the uh, the planet that's dying, they'll Mm -hmm. they see um, Loki sees uh sees her use her powers for the first time. Like it understands that power, you know. Like Mm -hmm. with with time, we're seeing the passage of like kid Loki, present day Loki. Old Man Loki, so we have time and a lot of
4: pallets of green. Stuff like that, stuff like yeah, that. It's probably like That's a like a like a happy accident that uh, that was <laughs> Tum- found on May- TikTok. Maybe. That, maybe, that right. maybe in the writers' room, there were like maybe themes that they kind of just did. But it's yeah. just, right. it's a fun thing to kind of follow and track now. It's, yeah. it's, it's been it's been all over the wild. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah.
6: su- Honestly, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me either because Marvel has so many Easter eggs in like each of this stuff. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Tom, what is um, your think, the theory? You know,
7: I, I don't think that um, I, I don't think that the writers wanted us to, you know, exactly say, okay, this re- this episode represents this stone and that stone. I think it's more of like an homage to the fans and kind of like giving us something to be excited about mm-hmm. and analyze. But it, may, you know, it's it, it's interesting because it makes sense because it makes sense that the the last episode is going to close out with the Tesseract, you know, mm-hmm. and that was what Loki ended up in the TVA for in the first place because he stole it from the Avengers. And uh, and and now he's in trouble for it. And, you know, now he's kind of trying to steal the TVA away from the timekeepers and whoever's in charge. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that while we're not supposed to, I don't think it's going to really tie into like future stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely a callback to just this amazing, you know, MCU infinity saga that we just got through. Um, and it makes sense. It makes sense for the last episode to be the Tesseract. So I'm, I'm with it. I would love to see it.
4: Cool. Tom coming Sh- in, Sh- kicking the door in. Yeah. That's
6: right.
2: That's right. <laughs> Sean, Chef d Luke, let's go.
4: Really? Really?
3: <laughs> Sean, I love you, bro. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, you did it to yourself.
1: Yeah. I don't I know what you're talking you. about. <laughs> um, Well, I don't know. Like, Just based on what you guys are saying, it makes sense for it to be that. Um, yeah. A part of me is kind of hoping not, though. A part of me is just kind of hoping of the, just having the journey of Loki's just denial going into acceptance of what his role is and his quote-unquote glorious purpose, mm. right? And I feel like that, you know, I I, I guess I, I feel I understand the theory that it's based off Infinity Stones, but I don't think that's the end-all, be-all, like you said, Tom, right? right. It's not the end-all, be-all. Right. It's just like an Easter egg to what's right. going on. Right, The the real story of Loki is just him accepting what his role is, right. who he is, and what can he do to either change it or just accept it.
5: Mm. Yeah, Charlie,
1: I know you want to follow up. So
5: <laughs> for, for once, I'm going to agree with my co-host over there that I think it is about the story. But I do love this subtle idea that behind that story is that the episodes would follow the path of the Infinity Stones. And I say that because it would then make you think about how in the first episode they're like, oh, they make this big joke that the infinity stones are really nothing, but on a on a cinematography level, when you, when if you break it down and you look at the color schemes of how the episode go, there's that hidden message that yes, it is a joke in this premise of a universe, but overall, yes. there's this like bigger, they're not a joke. So I think I, I'm actually like queuing up because I'm like, oh I, I want to rewatch for to, to see from a film level if that's the case. I mean, even though it's just a theory, if it is the case, I think that's 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 great. And that is a second story plot that feels way much bigger than just Loki finding who he is. Preach, brother. Preach. I love it. I love it. Wow. So
2: I want to you, Reverend. <laughs> so I want to get everybody's thoughts. So is uh, so the interesting thing too in this episode is Sylvie's conversation with Renslayer. Um and the thing is, is Renslayer really in the dark about the timekeepers, especially now that they've been revealed to be robots? Um, that whole conversation. Um, Sean, I will lead with you with mm-hmm. how did you feel about that conversation that you saw with Renslayer and Sylvie and the fact that she still was trying to stop Sylvie and
1: capturing her? Okay, so I do believe that Rensselaer has no clue what's going on in this version, right? She truly thought that the lizard, the space lizards, were controlling the TVA. Um, but her problem is she is a bureaucrat at heart and she wants to keep the system going. So she, her role now is to protect whoever's really in charge of the TVA, not caring that this TVA is literally just a fake construct if you really look at it. Right. So I think that in in this particular case, you know, Renslayer, yeah, does not know. But he also um, she also is going to going to know and literally side with whoever's in charge.
2: OK, and that's like uh, Michael Samantino's question real quick. So since Loki betrays Thor Ragnarok, does he really learn anything in the series? Well, this this Loki didn't make it to Ragnarok. This Loki was um pretty much uh at the this Loki. Is a it's, it's, it's end it's of Avengers this Avengers, so yeah, yeah, Avengers, Avengers one yeah.
4: Avengers one Loki who yeah. wanted to have his drink now and got his ass kicked by the hole. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Are, My favorite screen. Yeah, and and, <laughs> uh, and like the show, the big, you know. Um, but the big the big thing for the show too is the fact that like episode one was literally like they had to they had to supercharge years of Loki and Thor into a fifty minute episode. Yep. Uh, in which they broke him down by the whole process of the TVA and then sh- literally showing him his life about how he's the reason why his mother's died and then the fact that you're gonna end up being killed by Thanos. And even then, he still has to learn through it. Even his connection with Sylvie and him going through that kind of repetitive uh apology to Sif. Like So this Loki in the span of, I don't know, three days has gone through way more emotional changes than Loki and Ragnarok because in Thor Ragnarok, yes, he does betray him. But I think you have that one little bit, that little speech that Thor gives him after he's paralyzed saying, like, I love you and I just I want to just see you change. And we see that happen, you know, when he gives himself up uh, to Thanos in the beginning of Infinity War. Like an insane, like son of Asgard. Like, there's, you know, he's still going to be Loki, but, you know, we got two different, vastly two different Lokis in, in you know, those two instances.
2: All right, before you go, Tom, so I'm going to have Tom go next, but I want to yeah. give Michael San a shout out from It Came From Radio. Guys, check out his show. Um, it's him, Mark um, Torres, great cast out there, um, him and his whole crew. So Mike, thank you for following us as well. And Aurelis. Yes, I think a lot of us know the connection between Renslayer. A
4: version of Renslayer is that's (laughs) the comic version, the comic version
1: from like the thirty-something century.
2: (laughs) Tom, I want to get your thoughts on that conversation with Sylvie and Renslayer. Um, and is Renslayer really in the dark? What are your thoughts on this?
7: You know, I think that she is in the dark and I think that she is more and and, and this may be an homage to, you know, how she is Kang banging and, in, in, you know, in the comics and stuff like that, <laughs> she is just, see, whether whether it's Kang at the head of the TVA, it doesn't matter. She is so in a way obsessed and in love with the TVA and her life there and the work that she does. She doesn't remember her life before. Right. So she's risen through the ranks of the TVA and that's all she knows. And for it to become come crumbling toppling down on top on her it's like her whole world is 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 tumbling so i don't think that she i think she is in the dark but i don't think it matters to her like sean was saying i think that she is just so all in for the tva and whoever is controlling it that way she can keep this sense of order that she's had for forever um that's what i think she's gonna side. she's gonna side with whoever's ruling it but i don't think that she knows like the ultimate plan
6: hmm
2: I'm mad at you, Pong. So yeah, um, I think this is gonna be a joke about Renslayer all night. With, with mm.
3: oh,
2: <laughs> Renslayer <laughs> man, I like, can't. Oh
3: god! I was man, gone like, for like a minute,
2: started, guys. With was a a was like, a
6: minute.
2: Charlie, you're up next. Let's go. Now, you, you know mean? what?
5: I I I have nothing. I agree with both <laughs> Tom and Sean. Like I feel like she's a bureaucrat. She who's stuck in a position of, what do I do? My whole world is being changed and. I would rather go with what I believe I know versus trying to figure out the truth. And I, and I think that whole scene where she's speaking to the guard, where the guard was saying, I forget the character's name, where she was saying, you know, you're not after this knowledge to stop. You're after this knowledge because you just want to know compared to um, the other Loki, you know? So I, I, I don't know. Like I disagree agree with Tom and Sean on this.
6: Trey, PT, you're up.
5: Yeah, I have to agree with everybody.
6: I almost feel like she's kind of like a puppet in some grand scheme of things because it's like I was trying to figure out like why she was so adamant about, you know, being part of like the timekeepers and everything. And maybe they'll explain it in the next episode. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I I honestly just feel like she's a pawn in somebody's scheme. And I, I guess her motivation for being so adamant about what's going on is, I guess the same reason why Mobius is so adamant about what's going on. Like he doesn't remember what happened before. Um, and this is all I know. So I, I believe that, um, I don't know. I, I, maybe we'll find out in episode six, like if she decides to, um, Carry out her her loyalty to the timekeepers, or is she really going to break and say like this is all wrong? You know something's not right here. So, Tony
2: Law, you want to weigh in on the conversation?
4: I mean, like there, everything's been said. I think this is just classic, you know, identity. Like she's her whole her whole identity is is tied to the TVA because she doesn't know her past, and it's now crumbling down. Like we saw her raise up from being one of the timekeepers to now being a judge, and she just felt like she was hot shit and top dog and was the only one able to speak to the timekeepers. And now that's all crumbling down and literally in front of her. And she's just trying to keep up the facade that is her purpose in life. Yep. You know, her glorious purpose mm-hmm. is to keep yes. the PGA alive. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm totally here that, like, she's grasping at straws and she's seeing a very, very quick sinking ship. And she's just trying to get ahead if and where she could. Um, there was a point, like, midway through like the early bits where i thought maybe she was in on it and then i saw her talk um to um the clock or i always forget the clock's name Miss minutes. 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 Yeah. Minutes. minutes when i saw her talk to miss minutes the second time around where it wasn't to distract it was more like i need to know what happened i was like oh she doesn't know but she mm-hmm. needs to know like she said for her own like mental well-being essentially she needs to be sure that she's on the right side that she's not even on the right side more so the winning side if she's if she can come out of this and still come out with a w she'll be fine she'll be fine she'll feel like uh you know there was no harm no foul kind of thing
7: yeah Mm -hmm. i I think it's really represented in her relationship with Sylvie, you know, like her obsession with the TVA is also kind of her obsession with 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 ca- catching Sylvie because she's the one that got away. And I think it's represented. My wife actually, we were talking about this, and I I feel that Sylvie is a variant because, or she's a you know she's a, an offender of the of the sacred timeline because she was a Loki who would have been a hero, and you know you could see it when she's playing with her toys. She's like, "Don't worry, Asgard, I'll save you." And right then and there, the TVA comes in and she comes in. And, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're going against the sacred time. That's timeline so she, funny. Yeah. We, still, we, yeah. still have, yeah. we
3: still haven't, I haven't figured out what her offense would be, but right, that's right. brilliant. And
7: it's like, and it's like, you know what? It's like, this is a person right here just completely personifying how everything that I knew is not the case. So I think by her catching Sylvie and just how obsessed she is with it, mm-hmm. I think just shows how obsessed she is with just keeping the TVA in check, regardless of whether or not she knows what the the real deal is.
3: Yeah. So, I like that.
7: Because despite,
5: I, cause I, cause yeah. despite her being a Loki absolutely.
3: and being chaos, right, a hero version of Loki would imbue some level of order, right. And that can't and, and Loki, from what we've
7: learned, can't be a hero. Loki ex- exists to be the villain and to 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 further other people and let them be the hero. And um, I think that wow. I think that I think that Sylvie's offense, I really do. And I think that that represents the complete opposite of everything that she believes in so
2: guys you heard her, her you yeah. heard it first here on nerds
3: yeah, yeah that is <laughs> a very dope uh we all based through it, through a version of loki all along yeah mm-hmm. we're, getting we're, Mr. we're heart gonna
2: have come on and sing that that it was loki all along because we had agatha but i want to move <laughs> on um with this is that i thought um again and i like that because that was something i didn't think about with sylvie because we yeah. were all focused on the fact that she was a hybrid of enchantress and lady loki but yeah. that that i like that um what I want to get in is this is how this episode we're in this really like lost dimension. That's what it looks like. This just lost timeline, but I like how it's like kind of tied into, did you guys get a Bermuda triangle type vibe, especially when the yeah. ship was there
1: mm-hmm.
3: a bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they yeah. even mentioned they were like, it, so somebody said something or, or maybe I heard it on the internet where like, this feels like the Bermuda triangle. And I was like, Oh shit. What if this is like and when you put it up on the thing I was like, "Oh shit, what if this is uh
4: their version of the Bermuda triangle?" I'm gonna take credit cuz I said that when we were all talking off the air. <laughs> there
5: you. Go. That's where it was.
4: I mean, I think that's a cool concept.
5: What if the end of time is the Bermuda, the Bermuda triangle? Like the reason why you never come from out of it is cuz you're actually going, you're being pushed forward and propelled into the end of time. That's that's really interesting, like. Because yeah. think about it
2: this way too because that ship, those soldiers were still active. Those sailors were still active on that ship, yeah, when it dropped. And so it wasn't dropped there by the timekeepers. but I saw your hand up, so.
4: no, I think you know, because this is all that this is stuff to really talk about. You know, it's the the Easter eggs at this show that this episode did, but it's really tying in to the real life lore that we have like as a real society. So there's like a couple of things that pop up. So you got the first one that we really notice is the ship. That's the USS Eldridge. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently there was a, there was this something called the Philadelphia experiment and that ship apparently turned invisible. Yeah. That is the, that's the works yes. theory of that ship. Oh, wow. But instead yes. of turning invisible, it got, it's it went into this nexus area. Yeah. Um, you've got the, the, in the, in the bowling alley, that we see, we see the Polybius arcade game cabinet. That's mm-hmm. also a uh, type of thing where the arcade game apparently hypnotized players to do some sinister things mm-hmm. and then all the cabinets strangely disappeared. That's what some people say, you know, based off what I was working up. People call that like a men in black thing. Yeah. And then you've okay. got uh, you've got the ecto cooler high C thing that that Kid Loki's drinking, because that shit just comes and goes and it's been discontinued. <laughs> And we see in Rick and Morty, right. yeah. uh, you know, uh, and then the last thing you see, like, really briefly is the Chrysler TV8, which is funny because you have the TVA and this is the Chrysler TV8. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is a uh, a prototype or it wasn't actually created, but it was an American nuclear powered tank. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was. So, like, they really just pulled in, you know, a bunch of stuff that never existed in our lore, but. you know here and they gave it a purpose which i thought was was cool and it makes sense to be like this bermuda triangle type of to do like it would have been kind of weird if like amelia Earhart was just flying around in there or some shit like that you know so it would have it's it's cool that they did that because i think you don't need to explain it it's just meant for us as the fans and people on on youtube and shit to kind of point it out for you and then for us to just talk about so i think Mm -hmm. it's a good time
2: so um i'm gonna do something with this real quick with the loki's I want you each to pick your favorite Loki and why this was your favorite Loki in the show, Um, okay, so, um so the
4: question truly is, why is it Gator Loki? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah there you go. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what's, your,
1: what's your favorite Loki and why is it Gator Loki? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And why
4: are other people other wrong for Gator not Loki. choosing Gator yeah. Loki? Yeah. Exactly, right. oh my so
3: who,
2: who god. Who wants to take the Loki <laughs> question first? Oh, Charlie, there you go. You raised yeah, Of course, your
4: I wonder why. Um, (laughs) did he do it again? (laughs) Whenever you're ready,
5: whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready.
1: (laughs)
4: Oh,
5: (laughs) he was in there. He was in there. there. I don't know if you saw him, he was in the bowling alley. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) Favorite Loki. What did I say one. in the green oh, room, Stone? What did I say in the green room? Episode five. Did you believe in him? Favorite. He has nothing but time. In <laughs> yo, yo. I did that while you while we were talking.
4: That's the reason oh, why he wasn't making any God. controversial That's takes. No, he's too busy in go. This is this Charlie is what okay. happened. Oh. Nice
2: things. That's it. All right, Sean. You, you're Charlie. You had just time. But we'll, so who was your favorite
7: Loki? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I gotta okay. go. I gotta go, Gator Loki, man. But um. I, I like. I, I don't know. I la- that the classic old man Loki at the end at such an epic moment. Yes. I was rooting for him, and I was upset. I was upset when he when he got when he got eaten, you know. And I'm gonna have to go with him. Besides Gator Loki, of course, because that's the right answer. But I'm gonna have to go with uh, with old man Loki. I liked him. I thought he went out yeah. like a badass. He did. He yeah. did. And yeah.
2: Did did any did he? Uh, okay, so there is a video that someone redubbed that scene, mm-hmm. but they dubbed it with um, "I need a hero" playing.
7: Oh, that's funny. That's great. <laughs> funny. great song I gotta look amazing. that up.
2: <laughs> yes. I was like, wow, this perks perfect. Trey, VT, F-
6: awesome. who was your favorite Loki? So yeah, I mean, Gator Loki's cool and all, you know, no, 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 no argument there. But um, yeah, I have to agree with something. Like Grant Loki, I think, is my favorite. Like, keep in mind too, like, he wasn't there long. You know what i mean and there really did not feel like there was enough time to connect with him but like when he died like you felt something yeah you know what i mean he sacrificed everything mm-hmm. for the other two loggies to live so I, I think just because of that because of his sacrifice and because of his his backstory he was my favorite the only thing i'm sorry the only thing that bothers me is his costume like i know it harks back to like the original Loki in the comics, but I was looking at that calling and I kept thinking Kermit the Frog. <laughs> 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 it's great. And um, yeah,
3: it's like
4: Kermit the Loki, Loki here, and I have yeah. glorious purpose. So, so
3: I think that would be
2: fantastic if they, I mean, I. I would like to see more adventures of old man Loki. Yeah, um, I mean, hit
7: him on the planet by himself. I'm yeah, I was just going I want to see him chilling <laughs> on that planet. Like, what was he up to? Right. I want to see that.
2: Oh yeah. you, you know he, he was getting into too. mischief. Yeah, Sean. Worse. So who was your favorite Loki? Because we know who Charlie's was.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I, I still can't believe he did that. You're allowed to pick Chase. yourself that There's,
5: allowed- There's a universe where Sean is a Loki. Yo, it's, <laughs> it's
3: true, it's confirmed. Fun, also, right? fun, its okay to pick yourself as your favorite
1: Loki. <laughs> 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 I love how that became I mean, a thing now.
4: I mean, that's full-on Loki, right? Like the whole narcissism yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, just pick yourself. <laughs> you know,
1: pick yourself, and, and next I person. Mean, listen, me- Loki. Me apparently is like the greatest thing ever right now. <laughs> uh, uh, but I can only—I can only play second fiddle to Richard E. Grant's Loki. Right. And the fact that he literally went out like a boss. Yeah. Right. Where he was screaming glorious purpose. He figured out what his glorious purpose was. Right. And he went out like a badass laughing. Right.
6: right,
1: right. That Loki, I think, yeah, he was the better one. The only reason why I didn't say young Loki is because I guarantee you were going to see him again. Oh, yeah. 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 But it's Sean Loki, circle. let me tell you.
3: Sean Sha- Loki, man. That's Sha- Loki. Sha- Loki. Sha-
4: Loki. Sha- Loki. Instead of Sean Luke, it's Sean Loki. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Sean
5: Loki.
3: Yo, it's so good. It rolls off the tongue. Can,
5: can we get that back <laughs> up for a second, Sebastian? Can we? Can <laughs> You're we the that? one that did it.
3: This is this is what happens when you
2: guys are
5: going to do. But you don't, don't see what I'm, I'm talking about you with the collar. Just, <laughs> listen,
1: listen, I gotta, listen, I yeah, gotta say. Why does I'm, it look like I have a deep ass chin, though?
4: Yeah, like the chin. He <laughs> superimposed Richard E. Grant's chin onto your chin. That's what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I love
2: it. I love it. Oh man! I'm um, I'm honestly
3: gonna go, uh, kid Loki, only because of uh, the of the like afterthought, and of course, it's Gator Loki. Of course, it's old man Loki. But I'm going to say kid Loki because of the afterthought that I I realized was he said I was the one that killed Thor. Mad casual, like just super, just like "I, I killed Thor, and kept it pushing, and everyone's just like, oh. And they don't fucking talk about it. They don't say nothing about it ever again. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all realize that they spoke about that in a movie about him him and Loki as kids, how he almost killed them, and but it was an accident kind of thing. It was like a prank, one of his pranks. This mm. is the version that actually killed them for real this time. Oh, you know what? That
5: makes, yeah. That's so wild. Yeah.
2: So here's the questions, because now that kid Loki is... In play we know for a fact that Many of the young Avengers have appeared On multiple shows already mm-hmm. because We've had in Captain America we had in Falcon Winter Soldier which was Patriot We had the twins in WandaVision We have Stature who Appeared in Ant-Man um, And actually yeah she's been In play for a while now since the introduction Of Scott Lang's Ant-Man and Also too we're getting Casey Lang and Hawkeye Um, mm-hmm. Do you think That kid wait, Loki wait,
4: Hold on we're getting K okay. Bishop. Right. That's oh, what yeah. I'm like. Casey yeah. Okay, so like
2: is... my back. Yeah, I confused man. the name. Yeah, yeah, K okay. Bishop, Kate Bishop. Not um, to mention
4: Riri
1: Williams, Kamala yeah. Khan. Yep. Right. Um, who else is there was an uh, America Chavez. America Chavez. America Chavez. Yeah.
2: There, there yep. are so many so, of them played so but this is the question do you think Kid Loki when he said that, do you think that his story is that he feels remorse for killing Thor? And who wants to take that
5: one? I, I, I'll take that. I don't think he does. And the reason I don't, and I think this is more of a writing thing, we don't know how long each of the Lokis have actually been there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think mm-hmm. there's enough space for us to, to see that, that further development of remorse. Where like the, the Loki that we're following, we can see how long he's been there whether in the TVA or in this new space and we can see kind of like the growth of him okay like developing and having remorse where I don't think the other characters it's a possibility but I think then that would become more of a fan theory that we're now assuming that he has that remorse where the writers really haven't given us anything except for what Law is saying like which is a
1: valid point like he straight up was like yo I, I killed him like so so i i tend i'm gonna disagree only with the simple fact that no but it's only for the simple fact that (laughs) when he said it you could see like the whole the whole tone shift Hmm. right and the fact that he was pruned because he killed thor and the fact that now he's in this void in this world of void there's you can tell that this is something that he just didn't expect or didn't want to happen right so in that sense yeah i see over time that young young loki is going to show that remorse and actually repentance for what he did because of the fact of such a negative consequence occurred to him as a result of him doing that.
6: Trey, mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Trey and Tom, you guys want to weigh in on that one?
1: Yeah.
7: Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go.
6: No, no, you go ahead. You go oh, ahead. I, still kind of pro- process.
7: You right, know, what I want to say. I think that, I think initially he probably did feel remorse, you know, cause they grew up as brothers and stuff like that. And, and you know, they, they, they obviously had, they loved each other and, Uh, But I think that he's probably been in this end of time for so long and he's the top dog there now, right? Like all the other, you know, not all the other Lokis, but at least his crew, they respect him and he's their leader because he killed Thor. Um, And I think that he's like, whatever, I'm here. And they all think that there's no way to escape this this end of time and (laughs) whatever, he doesn't really have to deal with it. So I think that if he does get introduced later on where he is kind of gets free of that and now is back in the world, I think then he's going to have to deal with what he did um so i think that right now he's kind of like indifferent because he doesn't have to deal with it but i think over time he will that remorse will come out and i think we will see some character growth from him with that mm-hmm.
6: yeah, yeah i agree with tom on that yeah. and i think that over time you will definitely see the scars of what he did yeah start to weigh on him a lot more you know because I mean, that's murder um but I, I guess i don't know i had this weird theory that maybe he's done it more than once or kill more than once because he did seem so casual and blase about it. I mean, for God's sakes, he was in a chair drinking high C. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, that's just my theory that, like, because he's killed so much and he's seen so much bloodshed, like, killing his own brother was just, like, nothing to him. But over time, I think th- the effect of what he's he has done is is going to ruin
3: him, you know?
2: I like that. Tony Law. He has the last, Sorry
3: um that's fine uh so i do think to some degree because uh it's pretty much been true for every loki we've seen it especially with with old man loki that um and and our loki that even though like they've had like a love hate relationship loki always has loved thor mm-hmm. he's always mm-hmm. loved the massive brother he's always like seen him you know he he but that's their version of a brotherly love, whatever that capacity can be. So I think when he said, you know, I killed Thor, it wasn't so much as a um like a callous thing, but as uh it is what it is. You know what I mean? That's why I got plucked, that's why I got, you know, whatever the case is, and that's why I'm here. And that's you guys want to know my story? That's what happened. Let's keep it pushing because he has to live with that. He has to constantly for however long or little he's been there, he's sat with that thought that he got plucked at that moment that he killed his brother, and everyone keeps asking why are you the variant? Imagine getting that question with all of the Loki's that we saw in like that final thing is like, Why did you get here? I killed Thor next, like you you would de- you have to develop some sort of like tough skin after that because even oh. if you know if it was an accident or if it was on purpose, he loved his brother. And I don't think I don't think you know, even, even if he could kill his brother on purpose, he would find the way to revive him. And that's the joke.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: But the fact that he just straight up killed him and, and like got plucked, and then it was like, Oh shit, like here we are now. He's got a lot, a lot of remorse. He's got a lot of time. And and I think later on, if we do see him more, especially with young Avengers, there'll be a lot of that. Um, like conflict of just like, okay, there is a Thor in this world. If I if I come back, I am now a Loki, who's not from here. But there's a Thor that exists here. How is that going to affect me? How is that going to affect how I trust people? How I let people in? decide Like it, it's a it's an interesting dynamic that I'm sure that they're going to touch upon. I hope that they do, and I think it's going to be beautiful
4: don't jeez i don't know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i think you know i do think he has some sort of remorse we don't know how aging works so we don't know what age he did kill loki how long he's been there but also the fact that probably all of these loki's that are there have attempted to kill thor and all have failed yeah so for him it's a remorseful thing and also like that relationship because they were kids. It's not like he's already in that, that teenage adult age angst where Thor is about to become King and Thor's like the glorious one, the big brother that everyone loves. It's really like this back and forth of two brothers playing tricks. Cause even in the first episode, they were still doing tricks. Loki was still doing tricks, uh, the behest of Thor and Heimdall. So like they had that relationship before everything went to shit and Thor won. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you know, when you get all these Loki's and they start seeing kid Loki and they ask them, like, you know, to Law's point, that question of what did you do? And he's like, I killed Thor, they're all gonna, they probably will all react to that in a way of like, Yeah, of like, how? Yeah, or you're the one who did that. And like I've been trying to do that my entire life. Mm-hmm. So like making it more of a a bigger thing or a good thing because that mm-hmm. was kind of their goal, where to him it was an accident and now he just needs to live there with that. It is. Yeah. yep You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that he did kill Thor is the reason why they call him like. Well, he's the one who runs the shop because he's the one sitting at the big t- at the big chair drinking his high C Ecto cooler because he killed Thor. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what else you say, I killed Thor. All right. Can I? I, can, I can I jump no,
5: on that real quick? No, you so, can't. It. Mom, yeah. it does. It the does. Because
3: even because even though Mobius is drinking is straight up from the nineties, Shasta. <laughs> yeah. So, was that? oh, sorry. So
6: no, from a from a, a right. God, I wrote it down. I wrote down the name of the soda because I remember the name, and I remember it was by Pepsi. It was uh, was like the Josta? Josta, Josta, that's what it was, yeah. Because that was a moment I realized they are really harping on the 80s and 90s in a bunch of these Marvel cinematic shows Mm -hmm. and movies. Mm -hmm.
3: Josta, there we go.
6: Josta, yep. So...
5: So what I was going to say real quick is I think it's very unique that they went with kid Loki to have him kill Thor only for the simple fact of if it was an adult, I think the character would have been written differently in the sense of, yeah, I killed Thor. But now I normally I feel like with with an antagonist like that, you get... This writing where it's like i killed this person now they're going through some form of self-punishment and mm-hmm. i think the fact that they chose a kid is a little bit more powerful because it speaks to that sense of yeah i did this but i don't understand I- he may not know what punishment is he may not know really he doesn't, what does he is. may not even be proud of it like it's not a thing that he's like where is this badge of honor yeah, so, like uh, his
4: purpose in life. Like to Tone's not...
5: point, I would love to see how they. I hope they don't drop the ball on Kid Loki's character because I think there's so much potential in there. If you continue to go down that path of of, of writing and, and and just expanding on that,
2: well, yep. I want to point out some fun things in the episode again. So we have Morbius to the rescue and the pizza car, which I feel like that was a nod to Owen Wilson's character, Lightning McQueen. So that was his alternate version. He was driving. Um... But the I license plate. Saying, said, I feel like um, that's
3: such a stretch. Pizza Planet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pizza, pizza Planet. Car, pizza, it's planet. planet. Yeah, I pizza, pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. Yep. Yep. And then it goes to Pixar, and then you get the Pixar universe. Okay, I kind of yep. get it now. But like, but I was like that's a play. stretch.
2: But it's interesting because um, the license plate is GR no W1D, which uh, is Mark Greenwald, um, co-creator of Alioth, um, the physical basis of also sort of physical basis of Morpheus in the comics. Um, Alioth makes his appearance in this show, consuming yes. freaking everything in his way. How did you guys feel about the design of Aliof, um finally making his appearance on the show and just getting to see this, one of these many Marvel creatures? Really quick,
4: I won't take it. It's really quick. I'm just happy that we got an actual, correct cloud monster that was not Galactus. Now, yeah. let's go to one of the guests. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's I the unanimous, is that the unanimous, like... That's it, that's it, that's it. That's it.
2: Uh, Tom, we're gonna tag you in for this one
7: yeah I, I I loved it I thought it was awesome I I loved that they kind of showed him as like this this monstrous beast either like a lion whatever but you know what else I thought about you know he's like the guard right to to whatever the, the real whatever's going down I thought I got a vibe of like Cerberus guarding the underworld and uh with Hades and stuff like that so yes. I thought I thought they portrayed it great I thought it was awesome
6: mmm
2: and 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 is jumping on your bandwagon so Yes, amen, yes, yes, <laughs> cool, yes, because cool. we were all disappointed with a Al- lot
6: with Galactus Trey. Oh yeah. uh, really? <laughs> yes. They gave They gave Alios some redemption. They didn't they, they rectified them like they did with Deadpool, you know. Um I think it looked great. You know, I was I was I was blown away by um the fact that they kept them so close to the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really can't add much more than that. I just thought you look really cool.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: I, I, I was just thinking, like, how did they draw that character in the comics? I'm like, geez, that's a, that's a lot of clouds. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of
3: stuff
2: draw, but that's
6: perfect. As an anime, I can tell you that that probably took two, three solid days just to make sure every single line in that cloud was right. So, yes,
2: yes. And Again, I I like Tom's comparison to like it's like uh Cerberus from the underworld with the house that's um that he was guarding, which I again um there was a video circuit, I forgot the name of the house, but we'll get into it second. Uh Charlie, Sean, you guys
5: are up next. I'm I'm just happy that once again, and I think this is the overall thing that we keep saying when it comes to Marvel, is that they're doing their homework. Yeah. They are doing their (laughs) homework and they are doing fans proud. So that's all I got. I mean, that entire episode between Easter eggs. Um, there's so much in there, including that part where it's like, yeah, you're doing your homework. Yeah. Thank you.
1: I agree. I agree because let's face it. Marvel truly understands what fan backlash is all about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the, the moment they did a couple of things wrong, right, They're going back to the Incredible Hulk and then going back, you know, going further into Iron Man 3, right? The moment they saw that backlash, they were like, you know what? Let's just try to keep things a little bit more comic accurate until we come to a point where the story fits the role, right? Right? Like right now, Sylvie looks like she's going to be the next Enchantress before even Omora comes on, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So they're bringing in the second Enchantress before they even bring the first. Story-wise, that's fine, okay? As long as it fits the story. A lot of people were originally upset that Marvel's doing the whole combining characters thing, right? But I always tell them, look, give it time. Maybe you might see the mom be a moral, right? You don't know this, right? right? Trust the system because Marvel has been understanding to what their roles are now.
3: Yeah, there's, always-
1: there's, there's always a plan
3: and a bigger picture. Listen, they for what little source. <laughs> <laughs> For what, for what little source material they did have access to to give us the cinematic universe that they that we have, like just get, it just goes to show that they're like, all right, we can't do this, but we're gonna try to do our best to give like what we can do. That if down the line we can do it, we're gonna do it right.
7: Yeah,
3: and so I, sure. I, I've been super happy with that.
2: Mm-hmm. So I want to get everybody's. Idea of who the big bad is going to be revealed in the next episode. Like, who is the one pulling the strings? Oh, um, and, and I already, since day one, told Tone I, I have to stick with Mephisto because of a bet. So let's, let's go
4: back to the bet. Because, hey, the uh, bet. Um, yes, because let's let, right. let us clarify. Let's, let's, let's let everyone know what the bet is. So, so oh,
2: okay. I told Tony, like, eh, the villain's going to be Mephisto. He goes, no. And then we bet. Uh, one uh, whoever's a loser, stop it, stop it, it. stop yeah, it. Yeah. Go ahead. Stop Go it. You're
4: telling the story <laughs> like you're telling the story like trash. So, Jesus, tag Jesus in. Christ. So, watch episode one of Loki. They're in the church and they talk to a little girl and they, they point, like, who did this? She's like, she points to the demon. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's Loki, as most as the other five people in this panel, six people in this panel would think, right? Five people. And so uh, I go and talk and Seabass comes over to my house and he's talking about it. And the first thing out this man's mouth is like, yeah, yo, so you know that stained glass window? That's Mephisto. Me and my wife and Jesse, right? My wife and Jesse are not big Marvel heads like us. They, don't, wife, they, don't, they don't read this shit that we do. They don't, watch, they don't watch YouTubers or go down TikTok or any of that stuff. They looked at him like, that's, that's not Mephisto. That's Loki. It's the horns. That's it's the, the horns. Thomas. It's Loki. Yeah, you go, did he take himself? He took himself out. <laughs> <laughs> he took himself out. And he was, he stuck to his guns. I give the man credit. He's he stuck to his guns. He says, "Listen, I will buy you a sandwich from Tony Bologna's if it's not Mephisto." And I'm like, "That's an easy bet. I will take this. I am glad that you will pay for my sandwich on my birthday next Tuesday." So. On Tuesday, I'm going to eat this sandwich live on air when we talk about episode six. You will see, there is no way in hell we are going Wait. to get Mephisto. So what is, what is the other bet
1: then? What's the good. bet on the other side if it is Mephisto?
4: Oh, We're I didn't to even
1: balonis.
5: Give,
4: a, I didn't give a condition because I know I'm not gonna lose. <laughs> Wait,
5: so so the bet is as long as it's not Mephisto,
4: yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was the easy ass bet.
5: Damn, yeah,
1: yeah, I got. You better Burn hope Nicholas Cage shows
5: up as Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Bass, Don't feel bad because I feel like if it was like five weeks p- ago, I probably would have took 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 you on in that bet. You know, I've been on your side, but
4: nah, nah man. I nah. went down the I got burned by the Mephisto hole from WandaVision. I'm I'm done. I'm done making wild ass claims. I'm going with what Ooh. the show gives me. That's Ooh. it. Ooh. <laughs> who
2: else wants to wants to uh uh say who, who they think the big Let badge is gonna be? I'll go
4: I got Ron Robin, yeah.
1: There we go. I'll go. I'll go first. I think it's a variant Loki. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's the, the reason why is because yeah, this a particular is a variant Loki or just it has to be probably either King Loki or just like some other version of Loki. Right. Um, Because why else would he go after other Lokis in particular mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the TVA? Yes, there are other variants out there, and there are other like um, they use other variants to become TVA agents. But why particularly attack Loki's? And that's because Loki's are the only individuals who have the freaking um, res- uh, not resourcefulness, uh, relentlessness to try and take down such an organization just to build chaos.
2: Hmm. Tom,
7: you know, it's funny. I I was hoping. I was hoping that it wasn't a variant Loki because it's like we've the whole show has been variant Lokis, the the what they were setting up to be the main bad person. When, and Sylvie was a variant Loki. I, Sean kind of just turned me into a little bit of a believer, though. I mean, I I was hoping, you know, if it's going to be a variant Loki. I need it to be a good reason. But, you know, he wants to be the ultimate Loki. I mean, that's what our Loki has been saying. He's the better Loki. So it stands to reason that other Lokis are going to feel that way, too. I would love to see Mephisto. I don't think somebody of that caliber is going to be the big bad of this show, and I really hope it's not Kang. I really do because that is just so obvious. I'm gonna, Sean. I'm on your side now. I'm, I'm team. I'm team Variant Loki. I like that. Well,
2: oh, that's two for Team um, Loki, yeah. and um, we we gotta give it to yeah three Loki.
1: Loki. VT, w- what's your
2: what's your what's your vote?
6: call I mean, right calling it. <laughs> no. um man i i i'm okay so i i'm calling the crosshairs because there are like three now potentially four good villains that could be in that castle right now and i think the least likely of them all and i've heard rumors about this was von doom like there's just i don't oh. see that at all yeah um hey. But Mephisto and, um, was it? Oh, God. What's his name? I'm blocking out on his name. Uh, uh, K- Kang. 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 Yes, sorry. Um, Mephisto and Kang seem the most likely. Now, I'm not sure how well uh, Loki ties into the cinematic universe, but. I guess because of their origins, I feel like they're setting up for like wave four of these cinematic movies. Like I know Kang is, is like a threat to the Avengers. Um, and I know that Lefesto uh, Festo uh, encounters Dr. Strange at some point. So I, I really don't know. This is, this is my Gemini brain. Like I can't make a decision on who it is. This just, my brain is stuck on both of these characters as potentially who we see in the castle. So
7: I think it's Ben Affleck Batman trying to destroy there the you Marvel go. universe.
1: There it is. <laughs> I was, there was gonna say <laughs> universe needs Listen, all the help I, they can get. <laughs> I will stick with the fan casting. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. I will stick with the fan casting over Mortis being Morgan Freeman. Okay? Oh, oh, Mortis is the precursor to Kang, he was the original time traveler. Right, and if he's played by Morgan Freeman, I'm just gonna drop on the floor with excitement. Like, (laughs) you win, Sean. Yours doesn't count now. Law. Yeah, do
6: Sean. So Morgan
1: Freeman. So
3: (laughs) there, there was a. Again, I went down the rabbit hole, saw a bunch of videos. There is a a a number of characters who have ties to that particular house. Uh, There are characters called, I think they're there's now and then now, and, now then. and then I was calling them then and now but then you have one above all and one above all yeah. so those are the two that I was like hmm um, it depends on how they do it if they did then and now I would be interested because I don't know enough about them to see why they would like create the CBA have this whole thing whatever the case <laughs> is um, uh, would it be another Loki that's in you know cahoots with them that kind of thing which which would be the more likely thing, um, the one above all would be interesting to see if uh, it was the one above all, and it's now no longer the one above all, like the mm-hmm. one above all is gone. Um, so like I I really don't have like a like a this is it, but my possible mm-hmm. theories would be um, then and now, but with the addition of a Loki with a, with a variant Loki in cahoots with them it would be um, a variant Loki who has, um, basically the one above all we know as like the God of the Marvel universe is still probably there, but it just isn't around. Mm. So that Loki that could be there took their spot is my other choice. And then the last choice would have to be an alternate version of king So it wouldn't be king Uh um, what's this dude? So who's playing him? Irons? Uh Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Uh Jonathan Majors, it would be a version of him there. So those, those are those my three. Oh Yonder. You yeah, know, I, I know didn't what, think Beyond,
0: about
3: that. would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it, it
2: could they it, just find Beyonder they're gonna, for they're no gonna reason, save, though? They're gonna, no, no, they're going to they're no. save Beyonder. They're going to save him for something No,
1: but else. think about it. Think about it. Beyonder would be perfect for this point because now he opens. He Beyonder would be the one to open up the multiverse, and Doctor Strange has to be the one to close it.
2: Hmm. Could be. No.
1: Right? Because so, okay. originally originally, I thought it was going to be Nightmare as the main villain of Doctor Strange 2. Now I'm hearing it's Shuma Garath. So—
2: there's there's a lot that's gonna happen with Doctor Strange, which it's gonna be fun to talk about that when that comes out.
5: Yeah, there's a lot I man.
2: that Spider Man would be interesting.
5: So uh can I give my take on this?
2: No, Tony's next. We're going around. Did oh, you, oh,
4: you're oh, the oh,
3: middle. You're the middle man. My bad. My bad. My bad.
4: Uh, so to you know, kind of picking it back off of what Law was saying, you know, because I think you know, I kind of I think he shared with us the TikTok that he was referring to. Uh, and then with regards to now and then, I think the Loki that would be there would probably be the uh, Loki God of Stories. Um mm-hmm. and then there's there's King Loki, who who I think I mean I've been I've honestly been on the road of Kang because Kang has been on the nose. Like there's been so much Kang iconography throughout this entire fucking show that it would be like, let's not, let's, let's do Kang. I do think that we're not gonna get Jonathan Majors. Like there's you're not gonna have Jonathan Majors show up for, for one episode. Like he's gonna make his debut in in Quantumania. Uh so I think it being a mortise or something along those lines would would be what I would go with. So it's like between Immortus and and, and King Loki, because it also makes sense for a Loki, because that's what he's been you know like we all said that's what he's been dealing with this whole time, and like these Loki variants have been just getting greater and greater and in, 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 in the whole scheme of things, and you now have it would make sense right like logically it makes sense that there's one Loki who did the unthinkable. And is has rules and controls and has an agency that controls time, so that he stays where he's at. And he's purposely going after all the Lokis to make sure they don't find him. Mm. Like right. it doesn't. It's not beyond the fact that that can't happen. Like there's got to right. be one out of the millions of versions of Lokis that that did it. So uh, I, as long as it's Tom Hiddleston playing that Loki, then I'm good with it. There you go, or- Charlie. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, oh, he's he's blushing. He's so bashful.
5: <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> no, so so originally, I, yeah, so originally yeah. I was going to just throw up Sean again, and then I said no. <laughs> let me let me be serious about this. So what I think it is. First of all, I just want to say all of you, I don't like you right now because <laughs> all of you have pitched like between pitching like it being one of the variants. Even I'm like, oh, it that sounds like the direction they're gonna go, but to what something Tone was saying, I would rather just be a fan that's like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait and see. But I would hate for it to be invariant. I feel like the perfect story here is going left. Everybody's expecting, a, uh, sorry, going right because everybody's already expecting to go left um, on a variant. And I think the perfect twist. It's to just go right. I do, I, I VT, you throwing in Dr. Doom, I'm like, oh, why would you do that? Because in my head, I'm like, <laughs> it would it wouldn't make sense, but it would make sense in order to help move forward certain storylines. Just kind of like with um in WandaVision, the idea where they were talking about oh, quantum and radiation, the idea that Doom is in a, a version of Doom is in a parallel universe, kind of like Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like Um to I think what Law was saying, or maybe it was Tony who was just saying it, where we do get a king, but it's a different variation of king. So there's so many variables where I'm like, I don't want it to be this, I don't want it to be that, I don't want it to be Sean Loki variant, but at the same time, I just want to sit back and just
4: watch and see where we go in this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: How did I end up a Loki? Easy.
5: <laughs>
4: also, 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 really quick, really, really, really quick to, to yeah. talk about the whole Kang thing. Uh, I didn't point it out, but there is a Sphinx in that <sighs> Nexus. So, mm-hmm. and and Rama Tut, I think he did have a Sphinx. So, you know, yes. it's, there's just yes, so much right. Kang, there's so much Kang shit thrown in your face. It's hard not to think it. Even what if would you, not you? what Jonathan would you Major. think if it was the living tribunal? I mean, that'd be dope, too, because that's even going to the fact of when when, uh, when Law mentioned the one above all, like, we're getting to this point that we're going to have to get to, we're going to eventually have to get to the progenitor of the universe. Like, we're going to get there. I don't know when, but also, why would they do that in a TV show?
1: Well, because they're probably setting it up for the Eternals.
4: I don't know, man. That would kind of. that's what I, I thought. The thing
1: with
6: Eternals, though, the Eternals, though,
4: like based based off Eternals, I thought the Eternals were going to take place in the entire past, and now they're talking about them knowing what the fuck happened in the MCU. So I'm, as much as I think they're the reason why we get the X Men, that that theory, you know, my soapbox on that is getting tinier because after we watch it. All right, so <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. <laughs> we're at this hour where right now I want to highlight what the projects that you guys are doing because again, uh um, you guys are going to be with us at NBionCon, which I thank you guys for joining us. Um but I want to highlight what you guys are doing because you guys each and every um what people don't know who are watching right now, each and every person that is a guest search, um and who we've had guests on before, but each and every person on this panel right now is an awesome creator who has created something awesome. So uh, we are going to start with VT. Please tell us projects that you worked on. Give us a shout out of, of anything that you are working on currently or that you want to give, um, you know, information
6: out there for people to learn and everything about you. First off, you flatter me too much, like way too much. Um, but uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm um with the new animation company called Sketch Brew, and uh, we're underway on a new project called the station Master's cat um, if you want to come and help us um, we have a coffee page open um, you can donate whatever you want if you want to um, but we'll have updates and, and clips going there um, and of course you can follow me on VT animation on Twitter on Instagram on YouTube which I will return to soon I um, thought that yeah let's just uh, keep your eyes out for uh, what's what's to come Tom.
7: Yeah, so I'm a voice actor guys, you know, for anyone who missed that. I um I'm currently I have a game coming out in September called Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I voice uh Wolgif, everyone's favorite thief companion, so that's been a lot of fun. Um the season finale of Project Infinity is happening on Friday. Uh, so be sure to check that out and otherwise keep your keep your ears tuned for some some big commercials coming out and let me know if you if you, if you can hear my voice if you if you could tell that that's me. Um, mm-hmm. For some nice tech companies and some financial companies. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, I'm just just kind of doing my thing, and uh, business is growing, so I'm excited. And you can follow me on on social media to, at Tom Aglio Vo on Twitter and uh, and Instagram, and then just Tom Aglio Vo on Facebook and uh, and LinkedIn. So happy to talk to you guys whenever you want. Guys,
2: their links are in the description. Check out their stuff, but we we're not going to leave them out the, the you know from sharing their projects and everything because they come as a tag team. They, they they have played a tag team on their show they they're they're they like a dynamic duel like
3: they're like an old married couple
2: they yeah they come in a pair um oh, the wonder wow. twins yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. yes. <laughs> we're
2: gonna give it to sean luke and charlie radio williams
1: you just gonna leave me hanging to the to oh, the oh oh there you go okay all right uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ch- all right, so I guess I'm going to go first as Charlie Radio Williams wants to be silent all of a sudden. Ooh, I um, mean, I- even though he's the producer of, of Sketchfed Studios. All right, I'll take this um, one. I'll take this one
5: because I actually have it lined up already. So uh, to give you a break. Um, So <laughs> currently right now um, we're working on different projects. Um, Sean is working on a Wednesday, oh, Thursday is it Thursday, or Wednesday? Yeah, normally
1: Thursday. normally we're gonna set up for Thursdays, but yeah. we're doing a special episode tomorrow.
5: Yeah. so Sean is uh now he's doing um geektopians live., uh, it's going to be similar to normal normal geektopians where he takes a he takes a topic, a table talk topic in in a geek or nerd community, and he kind of expands on it. Um, but he's going to be doing lives, which are just kind of like 30 to 45 minutes. You can ask him any questions that are either based on the topic that he's talking about or just anything that's geek related. Um, aside from that, the day after he does the live, he's going to be releasing his, his blog, um, which is kind of like the scripted version of his topic. That way, if you want to read it, you want to see his sources. Um, and that's called, uh, Ooh, wow. That's called um, Geektopian's. Let's talk. Um, the first one is up right now, which he talks about E3 and kind of like you know was E3 worth it. The next topic that's coming up, if it's is it a spoiler,
1: Sean? Yes, no, yes. No. Uh, I'll spoil it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll do be the one. No, the topic that I'm going to be talking about tomorrow when I go live at 9:30 p.m. Um, would be the uh, price gouging or price hikes of New York Comic Con and just cons in general. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that they allowed so many different practices to come in and is starting to alienate the common fans, you know, and you know, w- is this going to be the new norm or is the, can we stop it as fans or, is, you know, just a discussion to be had.
2: That's okay. why we have M.B. coming up.
5: And then behind <laughs> the scenes,
1: uh, we're
5: working on new episodes of our podcast the G is for geek podcast which is just a shoot- to- shit show with geeks who are just talking about being geeks real life stuff um, nothing very nerd centric just just geek them uh, and then uh, behind the scenes Sean's is working with Sean is working with me on filming short films um, that's kind of the direction that I'm going right now and we're working on uh, getting back to like just a sense of normal I guess that's it that's back to life then a couple working of working years years I'm working with Sebastian lastly to get this uh Sean Luke calendar going but we'll save that for another time oh
1: yeah y'all yeah, tell me when and where click agreed apparently he's already given out some of the uh pictures for the for the months yes black Widow Sean black widow Sean
5: Right. dressed up and um uh loki sean yes mm-hmm. uh, listen mm-hmm. i just requested february and
3: we all know <laughs> why
2: <laughs> so for those that don't know sean luke acevedo right there the latin lover because that was his wrestling name is going to be shooting a calendar it will be the only fans calendar of sean <laughs> luke wow <laughs> yep yep there you go We want that level but no this has been an awesome episode of the drama thank you guys for coming on i hope you guys had a great time i hope the fans out there had a great time let us know what you guys think about loki going on right now let us know everything
3: your theory let us know
2: your theories let us know
3: who you think is the big bad the the big
5: reveal at the end yeah before the the next three
1: hours within the next three hours when it shows up
5: (laughs) And Sean Loki's in there. You just have to look. Sean Loki's in there. <laughs>
6: He's in the background somewhere with that combat across Cover. Charles, the Charles,
5: are you gonna post those on the web on the um social media? Uh I, I gave Sebastian a photo. So oh, and so you're going right gonna up.
1: post it on social media. That's gonna be great. Okay, Sean, good night. Um anyways
2: <laughs> about another episode rounds, guys. Catch you around and make sure you catch Sean Loki oh, live, live tomorrow on Sketch Fred. Again, the links are there in the description. Follow everyone's links. And yes, Sean, I'll bring you back. Love you guys. And um, (laughs) here is the song, outro, here we go.